going on, geeks? You're listening to Geeks for Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I am here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. It sounded like the Yahoo commercials. Yahoo. <laughs> and Shelly Walter. And joining us a little bit later is going to be uh, artist Simon Amadeus Polario. He's made the word-for-word Bible comic, so we'll be asking him a few questions. Just a little... Well, I will be. You guys weren't able to actually be there for it. I had to work. Uh, He lives in the UK, and so if he would have recorded it with us while we usually... Our normal time, it would have been like 3 o'clock in the morning for him. Yeah. So we, uh, we wanted to help him out with that, but... Uh, before we get into that, what are you guys geeking out about this week, Joe? All right, so this week, uh, last night, I'll go ahead and start off with movies. I, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I rented Hacksaw Ridge this weekend. Is oh, it good? Things. It is very good. I really liked it. Um, I went to the Red Conference, and they uh, they actually played um, a clip from it. Is that the one with Andrew Garfield, or is that the another one? Yeah. It looked like him. Yeah, it's Andrew okay. Garfield. Is it him? Okay. That is him. Okay. But, man, it's... The story to to know the, the that everything that happened in that movie. I, I, Just one more. Yes, yes. So I, I didn't know anything about it beforehand going in, and it's a real life. I mean, this really happened. It's a historical movie. It's it's funny because you know you got Saving Private Ryan, which is fictional, and that's about a group of several guys that go in to save one, and then you've got this. Which is about one guy who, with the power, like with the help of God, stayed mm-hmm. upon that ridge and saved seventy-five lives that night. Oh, oh I didn't gosh. know he saved so many. Wow, seventy-five. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hard movie to watch. Like the sure. gore in Saving Private Ryan looks like Play-Doh compared to this. Oh, it's goodness. very rough. But it's a good movie. I really liked it. It's about two and a half hours long, I think. We have, we have a review up on the site. So check that out okay. if you get a chance. Yeah. So I actually sent that to somebody at church the other day. I was like, we were talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah. we. I, I guarantee you Geeks Under Grace has reviewed that. A quick search and boom, there it was. So it's got all the, all the if you got any questions about gore, language, any of that stuff, it's, it's all mentioned in there. Uh, I went back to Neo a little bit this week. I wrote my review, so it's it should be up. I would hope. I hope by the time that, that y'all hear this, it will be live on the site. I've been mopping up some side missions. I've got one Speaking side of, mission left. Real quick, just because you're bringing up stuff that's coming up by the time that this comes up. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a Beauty and the Beast um, Bible study as well. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, there we go. Nice. But you um, said side quests. Yeah, so I've... I've got one side quest left, and I will have finished every single mission in the game. Wow. And it is a brutally difficult side mission. And it was one that was like, on the map, it was off to the side and small, so I missed it. Mm-hmm. Until I was like, yeah. why is it not giving me any trophies? Oh, I'm, I'll go try this. Oh, it's brutal. It's like super hard. So, mm. And I, I pretty much smoked the rest of the game, so... This is Dark Souls level hard, finally. Nice. Got it. Uh, My wife just did something in Zelda, and she said, like, she went to try to get to an island, and it took her two hours to get through some kind of trial on it. Oh, nice. So I still have uh, only played, like, seven or eight hours of Zelda. I have not really gone back to it yet. I feel like most of it's easy. It's going to be really hard for completionists. 
which I think is a good way to do it. I'm unable to play it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there are people... Sorry. Um, There are people in my dorm who um, have the game. They keep, like, talking about it, and they're like, oh, I sit up till, like, 3 in the morning last night playing it. I'm just like, shut up. I want it. (laughs) But I'm not going to let myself get it until I finish Final Fantasy first, because I'll never finish that game. Well, anyway, like my sister's still in college too, and, and she's got a PS4. I was talking to her last night. I said, "Have you gotten Horizon yet?" Like, no, and I, not, I, uh, I didn't get that yet either. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, she's in school, and she's like, "I've got deadlines and all this stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, probably not a bad idea to wait till you got a a longer break to right. dive into yeah. something like that." Definitely, that's it is one of my top three favorite Zelda games, and I've just barely touched the surface. So, are you talking about Horizon or Zelda? Sorry. I, Horizon's back. Okay. Dawn's my <laughs> I haven't played Horizon. Horizon is okay. one of my favorite Zelda games. <laughs> I well, mean, hey, Pikios <laughs> in uh, Final Fantasy 15 is my favorite Zelda dungeon. So there you go. Right. Uh, me and my yeah. buddies have still been playing Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, mm-hmm. That game is going to, at the rate that we're going, we're playing a few hours a night, two or three nights a week. Yeah, it's going to take us. All of 2017 to beat that game. <laughs> There's a lot there, and I mean it's pretty Good. samey, but it's it's a, a big sandbox, and we can goof around, hijack three helicopters, and skydive out and throw, you know, throw C4 on on an enemy vehicle and or whatever. I mean it's it's crazy. So with a group of friends, it's fun. Yeah. Um, what I've really been playing a lot more than anything else, though, Blaster Master Zero. Blaster Master. <laughs> My problem is, so I took the Switch off the dock, and I would move around the house. The NCAA tournament's been on, so I've been sitting in the living oh, room. Oh, for sure. Of, yeah, so yeah. I've been watching basketball, and I'll sit there with my Switch in mobile mode yeah. and, and play Blaster Master. And I could play Zelda. I have a problem with a game that detailed on a screen that small. I would rather just see it on a big screen. I've been playing it almost not on the TV at all. Interesting. Yeah. I've tried to play it a little bit on the smaller screen, and and it looks fantastic. But that screen is so small, and there's so much going on. If I have a pro controller, if I get a pro controller, I'll stop. But right now, I'm like, I'll put on a little. Okay, well, I've got the pro controller. So, but Blaster Master Zero, I've heard people naysay it. It's a Castlevania Metroid type game, and I'm having a blast with it. I played the original here and there a little bit. When it was out on NES, but I'm really digging having access to it, like and playing through it. I'm I'm probably three four hours in. I'm on the sixth zone. I have no idea how many zones there are, but there are big bosses and all kinds of stuff. So it's cool. And finally, I got a review copy of Sniper Elite Four. Yes, to those of you that are in the know, that did come out about a month ago. But I asked because they emailed us about DLC. You know, like a press release, and I was like, "Hey, do you have any review copies left? We haven't covered that yet." I'm like, yeah, sure, here you go. So, I'm about halfway into that, and three took place in Africa, four takes place in Italy. So you got like these rolling hills, uh, oh, cool. wineries, and all that sort of stuff. Very different yeah. landscape. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. That's that's it for me. What about you, Shelley? Uh, I did a lot of stuff, also trying to consider that I wasn't on last week, and the week before that was right. Pledge Drive, so I'm like trying to remember yeah. all the crazy stuff I did. I've done a lot. I'll try to keep it pretty short, though. Um, two movies I did see in the last couple of weeks. I saw Lego Batman, 
so good. which was amazing i loved it so much even from just the first like five minutes i'm like okay this this is gonna be an amazing I mean, movie. Be, it, it, it starts off with you laughing yeah it does it's uh i loved it i was smiling the entire time mm-hmm. um and i saw beauty and the beast and okay. i mean people who've been listening to podcasts you know kind of know I've said before I wasn't really planning on seeing it because I'm not really a fan of how Disney's just turning all of their animated classics to real life, but um, or to live action, I guess. But it was actually really good. It was so does that gorgeous. Make you um, automatically a heathen because of all the controversy? No. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> there were things they threw in there, but it was like you know course disney's gonna do that like it doesn't really take away or change the story at all right um but no i actually i enjoyed it it was weird to hear emma watson sing but she can and um unless it was like really altered or something i've I heard know, I that all of the low notes are super auto-tuned like yeah i mean i did sense like some auto-tune but i i think it wasn't obnoxious like it it's was like not it's like still, auto-tune like yeah john auto-tune <laughs> no, don't you mean Lil, Lil Wayne or Kanye? Anyway, um, <laughs> or anyone but uh, pretty Honor. much anybody, pretty much anyone. No, it was it was gorgeous. It was every T-Pain. time they showed. That's what I was thinking of. T Pain. There you go. Every time they showed a scene of her little village or of the castle, um, or the entire scene where they sang "Be Our Guest," I was just like, just like looking at it. It was visually beautiful. If anything, okay. I mean, the rest of the story, they did add in some like extra songs. So I'm not sure if they were original songs. I think some of them were from the musical version. I, who told cool. me that? Someone had just said that the other day. Um, uh-huh. Do they believe it's from the from the musical, the play? Yeah, I think. LJ says they were original. Huh. I one of the, It definitely sounded, at least one of them sounded very musical esque. Like, so I'm not sure, but. They probably just threw those in there to, one, be make it longer, um, and two, like, yeah, if they're original, they want to get some, something thrown in there for the Oscars, probably, but, you know. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was Beauty and the Beast, though, so I'm not going to say it was, like, the best movie ever, because it's Beauty and the Beast. But that's beside the point. Um, what else did I do? I started watching Bacchano, which... What <laughs> I is that? Stick. It's Bacchino. an anime. It's an anime. And it takes place, like, in, you know, gangster sort of time in, like, New Jersey, New York area, I'd say. So everybody has, like, that type of accent. I'm not going to replicate the accent. Oh, please do. I'm not going to. Do the review in that accent. No. (laughs) I've only seen the first one or two episodes, I'd say. But I'm really liking it so far. It's very... um, I'm not sure if gory is the right word. Maybe gory is the right word. They don't... They show things. You know, usually they would show in an anime, like, if a guy's going to get um, a bullet to the head, they would turn away. They don't turn away. They just show it. Um, okay. But the thing with the characters in the show is that they have, some of them have a special ability to, like, gain back their blood and their limbs, and so they can't really die. Are they The nerds? first, like, uh, I don't know what they are. They're Bacchino. They say they're Bacchino, but I haven't gotten to the point where I know what that means. But okay. The first, like, one of the first scenes of the episode, like, first episode, is this guy, he gets attacked by um, someone with a knife, and he grabs the blade of the knife. His fingers get cut off. And then a couple seconds later, his blood goes back, and his fingers go back in. And you're just like, what just happened? But, yeah, so I'm 
once again starting another anime i need to like be committed and stop starting animes i need to finish one um <laughs> but yeah well so with short animes that's what i do Try right, more than two seasons. I watched and finished another, and that was only one season. So mm. I did do that. It's possible. Cool. It's just hard. Um, what else did I do? I went to a super cool book sale yesterday. What um, made it cool? It was an entire like, like Seattle Public Library, which is like the big main library in Seattle, was having a huge book sale of like all their books. So oh wow. Um, most books were one dollar. Some books were two dollars. Sure. Old and rare books were three dollars, and they also sold CD, CDs, and um, albums, um, movies, TV sh- like seasons of TV shows. They had like Friends and Scrubs and stuff. <laughs> so it's so I weird to me to think day. that a library keeps that sort of stuff on hand. Yeah, yeah. I, there are a lot of stuff there. I was just like, wait, Modern the media. library has this. <laughs> but um, it was really cool. Even though when I went. There was like all the good books were gone. I wanted oh. to go and find The Hunchback in Our Dom because I've been wanting to read that. And I found it, but I only found a French version. But it was a really cool old vintage version, vintage version so I got it anyway, just for the heck of it. Um, but besides that, I also started reading a new fantasy book. I don't know if any of you guys have heard The Way of Kings, um, Brandon Sanderson. No? Okay. All of my friends are like, Brandon Sanderson, he's like the next, like, Tolkien, he's like the next like big fantasy world creator guy. Okay. So I'm really enjoying it reading so far, although the book is huge. See, like when here. I was your age, it was the guy that did the uh, the inheritance se- uh, cycle. Aragon. Uh, yeah, the guy Paulini. that did the Aragon books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul- Paulini, yeah. Yeah, but just I like... I love his books. I, Aragon got a lot of flack because he like basically the movie, copied another book. Well, yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. My wife read the book that he basically based his book off of, and there's a ton of parallels, I guess. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, but I don't think anyone caught it. You know, Brissinger. Yeah, yeah, but no, like reading this book, like the world he's created is so crazy and original and like mind blowing. But that's yeah, I should move on. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> I finally got a five star. My, made Robin five star in Fire Emblem Heroes, so I finally got a team of four of five stars, yes. which is great. Which I would think that once I did that, I'd stop being interested in playing the game. But no, I just keep playing it, even there's there's not much more for me to do. Um, I'm I'm pretty much bored out of my mind with it right now. They yeah. have an event where it's like, hey, do training tower stuff with a certain person in your party to get orbs oh, yeah. or gems yeah. or whatever. Like, okay, yeah. I'll do that for the characters that I've got. And I'm doing nothing else. There's nothing else for me to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just because I get addicted to Fire Emblem so easily that I just can't stop playing it. And that includes Fire Emblem Heroes because I'm still playing I Fire like Emblem 7. I like the new update where you, you can take skills from other people. Because I've since I've started playing, I've had the same like four people, basically. Um, yeah. I just changed one of my characters because I got a five star. Um, yeah. But the fact that I do the skills allows me to not worry about what characters I have anymore. And I could just give them whatever skills I want. Um, yeah. I think it completely takes the get new characters out of the game. But I'm okay with that because that's how I've been playing anyways. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm not sure if I'll take advantage of that. But I don't know. Mm. I might. But besides that, um, I play a new game called Zombicide. It's a board game, but it's really similar to D&D. But it's like zombies. I don't even really know how to explain it. But You, you are have- zombies? No, you're fighting zombies. 
and you get levels every time you kill a zombie, but basically you're like trying to get objectives, you're trying to not die, um, and you could like search rooms and like get new weapons. Um, there's there's a lot more to the game. It's really structured, but it was really fun, and um, I'd recommend it. So if you like D and D, if you like board games, it took like three or four hours though. It's it's a pretty long game, but um, if you're looking for a new game, try Zombie Side. Woo. Um, which brings me to D&D from forever ago, which I forgot to mention. My character almost died for a second time. <laughs> Actually, like again? correction. My character did die for a second time, but I was resurrected for a second time. I almost died for real. Like, I almost died, died, wasn't able to get brought back. Because our healer, who is the one who um, brings people back to life, he actually almost died. So we almost oh. had two deaths in one session, which has never happened before, which is also bad because we only have like a couple more sessions left in our campaign. It would have been awkward to come up with new, new characters. Um, but yeah, that's there's that. I don't think I've done anything else. I've done a yeah. lot of that stuff. But I, now that I'm on spring break, I'm going to be playing Fire Emblem. Uh, sorry, I will be playing Fire Emblem. I'll be playing Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 again. There you and go. I'll try to get a really good chunk of that out of the way because once school starts up again, I'm just going to have to say no. <laughs> right. Focus yeah. on the story stuff then. Yeah, yeah that's what I've been... Short. Yeah. But I want to do side quests. <laughs> <laughs> the side quests are amazing. They did a really good job of the whole thing. I haven't touched it since Zelda started though. Yeah. Now that's, that's my fear with Zelda is that with that, also Horizon Zero Dawn, the, they're such big games and I want to play them all. But I can't. I gotta go in order. I gotta start and finish one, and then start and finish another. I did say, though, as soon as Zelda would start, that I would be done. And it, it happened. I knew it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got probably 500 hours of video games that I've bought since the beginning of January on my plate right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you need like, help that's with That's just what I bought this year. <laughs> I, I love... Uh, how much your plan has not worked. <laughs> it started to skate off the rails, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That's anyway, right. yeah. Cody, what are you, have you been geeking out about? Uh, Zelda. So much yeah. Zelda. Um, I actually, my wife has still been playing way more Zelda than I have. Um, she has the Master Sword and um, done a ton. I've basically done the maps. I still haven't had any of the they're, they're, I was calling Guardians the wrong word. The beasts. Um, they're basically you have four giant missions you have to do that for the story. Um, I haven't done any of them. Um, so I've just been exploring the world. I just It's beautiful. I love it. You can ride different animals. And so that's been my new mission is to figure out how I can ride like bears and moose and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as possible. Tame There's, all the creatures. It's so cool. There's a giant pig thing. and I, A boar? No, it's like a rhino. It's like a furry rhino. So um, not like a pig. Lives up in the mountains. It's huge. Uh, <laughs> and I think I can ride it, but I don't know. And every time I try, it sees me and then just like spears me. Um, <laughs> the rams do so, that to me. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you can ride stuff. So you can't ride rams, but you can ride anything that's basically the size of a horse. Um, so I've, I've ridden a deer. Um, you can't register any of them, which makes me sad, but, like, if you see the skeleton horses that the Hoblins ride, um, you can actually ride those. Um, and there is something called the Spirit of the Mountains, 
um, which is a giant glowing creature that you can ride. Though there's a there's a giant dragon. I don't know if you can ride the dragon or not, but my wife has been trying really hard to ride the dragon. Um, <laughs> that I sounds think like a more drug reference. <laughs> no, uh, Sorry. No. <laughs> uh, so I have a question, and I don't know if it's spoiler territory or not. Okay. Can the master sword break? Uh, it might be spoiler territory for people want to don't want to know. Um, it does not break. Um, it is not that strong. Okay. Um, so what it does is it has this like it's really good for a really short amount of time, and then it has a power level of zero, and it takes ten minutes of real time to um, bring the sword back to full power, and then you can use it again. <laughs> wow. So you don't lose it, but uh, it'll. You'd have to time them. that bad boy so that you weren't fighting major yeah. stuff. I would say, like, don't even use it unless you're in a bind. Use all so your other weird. weapons, you got nothing left, and you got that yeah. final sword as a backup. Like, I mean, I um, guess that makes sense because they're doing the whole open world gaming now, especially if they're doing, like, all yeah. the weapons. Like, they can break. They obviously have to come up with a way where you don't just use that weapon, but I'm still... That still makes me a little bit salty. I'm just like, I, I, last week, if I work to get the Master Sword, that's all I want to use. <laughs> right, yeah, it's like, I don't want to use anything else anymore. I shouldn't have to. This should be, yeah. I wish it was harder to get, and then once you got it, it would be better. Better. Did because I, it's always like week, a huge had I bought my house yet? And you sell the game. Sorry, yeah. Joe? Huh? Did I buy my house last week? Did I, did I bring that up at all? Mm, I don't remember. I don't think I did. I bought a house in Zelda. Um... It is. You go to this guy and he's like, yeah, we're destroying this house. And you're like, I'll buy it. And he's like, yeah, 50,000 rupees. And you're like, deal. Uh, and then he goes, okay, I'll actually sell it to you for 3,000 if you really want it. Um, and then you get a house and then it has upgrades and all the upgrades take about 1,400 rupees. Um, and then once you do that, uh, you can actually, this is really cool for people um, should know this. I can't remember what town it is. It's in the second town you go to. Um, you can actually put your three swords, three shields, and three bows in your house yeah uh, so say you get something really strong and you don't want to break it um, or carry it around with you because you're not going to use it for a while you can go put it in the house uh, and then you have that as a bank kind of it's like it's like in other zelda games where you um you get your first like sword and shield from the house's decorations <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah yeah that's cool yeah, um i love the house and plus there's a bed and the bed um allows you to you know like you to go to the ends you can do it for free now um yeah. it's, it's super nice I, it really excites me i don't know why but i i spent a lot of time getting that house um and right now i'm working on Terrytown, which is a town um that is kind of linked with getting that house link ha um <laughs> didn't mean to do I that i get it <laughs> but basically Not funny. You build a town you help this so guy build a town, and you have to find the, the people to populate it. And uh, each time you do that, you get a store that gets you, like, super rare stuff. Um, okay. Like stones and um, different armors and things. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, I oh, haven't played any of the actual story. I've been just doing side quests the entire time. Um, <laughs> I also watched Kong. And okay. it is the best rendition of King Kong I've seen so far. Good. Okay, that's good, yeah. And it's so much better than Godzilla movie they made. It's linked to the Godzilla movie, right? Oh, um, you get so mm. much more of everything, whereas in that one you didn't get any Godzilla. I think it was Wait. literally it was like fifteen or eighteen minutes of screen time for Godzilla in the last movie. 
Is that the one Kong? Is doesn't um sorry, my words aren't working. Isn't Loki in that? Yes. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really, really good. That. I really liked it. Um it, you can't expect a lot from it. Like you're gonna get monkeys beating each other up, or a monkey beating things up, and that's that's the movie. But if you wanna see giant creatures fighting, that's what you'll get. Um I thought it was wonderful. Uh I, I'm gonna bring this up. This is kind of random, but I, I was listening to the uh, the director brought up for the intro of the show for the movie. Uh, he wanted to take Peter Jackson's Godzilla or uh, King Kong and have it come up, and then World War II soldiers kill it, and then have King Kong, like the new King Kong, rise above and kill all of them uh. to like signify that this wasn't the normal King Kong. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. I'm guessing uh, Peter they, Jackson had a problem with that. Yeah, they were like, "You, you can't do that. That's I'm not like, going to be okay." How about no? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kong, Kong's good. I can't wait. Uh, Power Rangers is the next one I'm going to be seeing. Um, I'll be seeing that in a couple of weeks. Um, went to the Red Conference. Uh, a couple of people saw me there. Um, shout out to uh, to John Miller because he says he's been listening um, to our podcast. I say, John. Um, yeah. And so, uh, no, that was a lot of fun. Red Conference is a Christian conference that my church puts on. Uh, it's got about 1,000 attendants, so not huge. Um, and just told people about what we're doing here. Uh, told a lot of people about the Bible study. People were really intrigued by the Bible study, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the thing that I did, like, literally last night was Game of Thrones Symphony. I know Game of Thrones is kind of controversial, um, I'm a huge. The music is the music's legit. Bum, Can't argue with that. Amazing. And so my wife, for whatever reason, she was like, it's the Denver Symphony. They put on a Game of Thrones thing. That's not what this was at all. It was uh, HBO um, got one of the composers of the music to go do a concert tour. Um, and so some of the so he has his own band is the way it works. He's he's a composer, and then he has a band he travels with. A and band or an orchestra? A band. Specifically a band. A band oh. of about five people. And then um, he actually hires on locally the orchestra and choir. Oh. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So there's like a... He didn't say Denver Symphony. He didn't give him a name. He just said they're local. They probably had, specifically for Game of Thrones, their own um, tryouts or whatever. Audition. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So they had these super talented musicians come in um, and do their solos. And then they had the rest of the orchestra kind of and it's two clips of the show. Um, so a lot of it was really cool with certain characters. Uh, my favorite was there's a certain battle scene. I don't want to give too many spoilers. Even though the thing was full of spoilers and there's so many people who hadn't watched the show. Because he asked the audience. He's like, who hasn't seen the show? And like a ton of people rose their hand. Dude, like, I would have gone so in. Dumb. If it was here, I still would have gone in like, and probably really enjoyed it. <laughs> they showed like every major event in the show. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, but they show an entire battle scene because it's all one musical piece. And they played the entire musical piece and played the entire battle scene. Um, oh, that's I, sick. I got so into it that I had forgotten that it was live music. Um, that's cool. It was so I weird. That. I was about halfway through that. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are people playing instruments right now. Um, so it was. Oh, I love that so much. Gorgeous. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Really big experience. I've never been to something so fancy before. Uh, yeah, that is it for me. Uh, but now. We're going to awkwardly transition 
Um, and we're going to talk a little bit to Simon Amadeus Pilar. I got to say his name super slow because I feel like I'm going to mess it up if I don't. Uh, Pilario. <laughs> so joining us today is Simon Amadeus Pilario of Word for Word Bible Comic. Uh, he is the creator and the artist of it. So first of all, thanks for coming. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So we're going to ask you a few different questions. Uh, like I said, Shelly and Joe weren't able to be here for this part of the podcast. It's going to be uh, me and Simon. But Simon, so what is your what is your story? Tell us a little bit about you. Um, where where did uh, you first um, find your Christian faith? Okay. Um, well, um, as all good testimonies start, I grew up in a christian home but um i uh, my mum was a christian but when uh, when i was growing up we went to a church um but um i was sort of vaguely involved but then um as i got to sort of teenage years like a lot of my friends dropped out and i dropped out and ultimately i just kind of fell away um i went to uni didn't go to church or anything like that and um, wasn't really uh, Christian. And then it was only when I moved to Bristol, where I live now, and my mum said, oh, you know, why don't you do an alpha course to meet some people, you know? And I, I went along, and and it just it was really good. So, um, like, I, you know, um, learned about the Christian faith and everything. And um, and then if you're uh, familiar with the alpha course it's like 10 parts and the like eighth and ninth part are about the holy spirit and when we did about that i was uh, kind of skeptical about um that sort of thing and um and then but had a you know really powerful encounter with the spirit and, and god and was just converted basically on at that time and and one of the um sort of other amazing parts about it was that i was um so i was about 23 i used to sleep each night about like 10 and a half hours and if I had less I'd feel really like drained and stuff and I just prayed to God when I had that encounter I said look if you can give me those two hours a day like back um just have eight hours sleep a night like I'll give you the time and uh and you know he, he went he healed me and uh and after that I didn't need to sleep more than eight hours even having kids now you know it's like six or more <laughs> um and uh and so, uh, but he sure asked for that time back. So um, that's why I got involved with in this in the end. Awesome. So, what is the uh, the word for word Bible comic for those who don't know? Okay, so the word for word Bible comic is a graphic novel series which um, has each book of the Bible completely unabridged. So at the moment, we've done Judges, Joshua, and Ruth already, and they're um, so they contain all the words. So even where the words aren't needed, like he said or a lion jumped out, they appear in between the panels. So in the little gut spaces between the panels, they're subtly included. So they're not deleted, but then then they're also kind of not part of the flow of the comic either. Um, so that's the main thing. It's it's unabridged, but it's got two other little benefits, and that is that it's. Um, because it's unabridged it's also unedited so none of the um violence or um uh, difficult parts are cut out and none of the bits that a, a child would find potentially boring either like uh, or, or difficult like taxes and sex and um prostitutes and stuff like that it's all completely untamed okay and 
um the lastly it's historically accurate so um i didn't realize places... it's gonna be kind of awkward if you uh if you do song of solomon or something yeah i mean <laughs> it, eventually uh we will and um yeah you okay, know and cool. it'll just it'll be as it is and it, it'll have a 15 advisory on it and that's what it will be um but you know that's what we've done so far is we just put an advisory on the back with a little note you know, for the sort of potentially a parent or whatever. So right. they know, you know, um, there's blood, there's battles, there's um, abuse and that sort of thing. But yeah, like I say, it's um, historically accurate. So we might try and make sure that all the places in Israel, the weapons, armor, the um, uh, clothes, people's ethnicity, even their plants and animals are specific to the time period and the region. Yeah, I was so reading the, through the Ruth one and I loved uh you guys had the the one that i read it was but you showed me was uh you had the sketches of the characters um and their designs and how detailed you were with um you know they had tattoos um for these people so you gave them facial tattoos just to like there was such an attention to cultural detail i really appreciated that yeah this is the thing you can really add a lot of detail with it with pictures you know um with the text you just this person's a Moabite, and you're like, right, great. Like, but you don't know are they black or white or what. You know, what's a Moabite? Right. Um, especially people who aren't like from like a Christian background or you know Jewish background, they don't know. And um, and so yeah, I mean, you just get to see it, and instantly you you know, like that's the sort of person it is. And so, like you say, with the Moabites, they have like tattoos, and the Canaanites do too. And it's like, as in Leviticus, it says. To Israel don't have tattoos um, like the people around you so by implication the people around them have tattoos um, so you know it's it, we make sure that it's nice and detailed and there's a nice contrast as well between the you know people of God and uh, the, the sort of Gentiles very cool so what uh what got you into comics in the first place have you always been kind of an artist um, is it have you always like comics well, um, I always liked drawing. So as a little kid, I did loads and loads of drawing and stuff. Oh. And um, and then I kind of got into comics a little bit, but not very much. I, I used to get 2000 AD um, when I was sort of a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then I never really read um, a lot of other different comics. Because back then, like 20 years ago, you couldn't just you know buy american comics here in the uk not very easily and also they didn't have them in in libraries um now they do like so they're you know you just rent and so i went to the library in my adult life since starting this project like i'm gonna read all these different stuff so now i've read hundreds of like marvel and dc and dark horse comics and stuff like that but like i say back in the day you couldn't you couldn't just go online and buy it either uh, you know because right you, that, yeah. it wasn't a thing you know you could either buy it in the shop years or ago, not online was took 10 minutes to get to a website <laughs> yeah and exactly and you, you couldn't just buy it and um there wasn't comic shops around either because it wasn't as popular and i lived in a like little town so in a city you might have had a comic shop but um so yeah like 2000 ad was available in the news agent and i used to get that but um but it's only recently yeah that i've been reading all those <laughs> everything all american uh, comics and marvel and i really love the yeah, marvel particularly oh very cool uh so my when i heard about um the word for word bible comic uh, i immediately went to the action bible uh just because i have one 
um, by Sergio Cariello. Uh, and I really love it. Uh, my my question to you, um, and I think I kind of know the answer already, but I want to ask you and get your uh, perspective on it, is like, what makes this different from the Action Bible? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, the Action Bible is really great, um, and it's done really, really well. Um, but it's kind of a slightly different objective that they've gone for. Obviously, it's the whole Bible start to finish. Um and they, they've obviously wanted to kind of give that overarching storyline of the whole Bible, which is great. Um, with with ours, you know, conversely, it's one book at a time, taking absolutely every word, every little thing that happens, um, not skipping bits out, even if it's slightly a boring bit, it like it's still there. Um, and so, like, um, that's that's the that's the difference. Is we're trying to nail the exact thing. Uh, whereas they're obviously given a much bigger, broader um, um, scope. And also theirs is aimed, therefore, um, at 10 to 14-year-olds. Uh, that's their primary age group. I know that obviously it's it's done really well with bigger age group, but that was their aim. And as such, you know, it's different because ours is um, for 15 plus and basically an adult audience so um those are the primary difference i mean i was also very like say historically accurate um uh, whereas there's you know it's vaguely accurate but it's not it, they don't, they're not the same sort of detail oh very cool uh a couple other questions just so people get to know you a little bit better uh, i want to kind of go what do they call it where it's flash questions or something like that uh, <laughs> questions uh so real quick just whatever comes to mind favorite color Purple. Uh, favorite animal? Oh, a cats. Cats. All right. I, I love that you said purple, by the way. Because <laughs> I got a thing with purple. Um. Ah, what? Th- this is gonna be. This is gonna be an answer one. I I'm pale at these. Um. This is more in depth. What What else do you geek out about? Oh. Um. Oh. Uh. Controversially, I like um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> ah, I just. Uh, Yes. Uh, we were talking about it earlier on the podcast, or it will be. Um, I actually got to see the the live um, the orchestra that does the music. Yeah. Um, they had a performance of the Game of Thrones stuff. Um, anyway, this is amazing. You would probably really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones uh, is definitely controversial in our Christian realm, but definitely. Yeah. Um, but I love the the sort of um, fantasy adult fantasy side of it. I mean, obviously, there's lots of sex and stuff in it, but um, it. It just it's a story an adult story that's fantasy and there's so much kiddie fantasy out there um that you know doesn't float my boat the other stuff i really like is um uh, like hellboy bprd um that sort of thing so there's the only okay. comic that actually collects and keep um right. obviously it's a big influence on uh, you know my stuff so um oh, yeah i think um the other thing that we watch a lot of is the walking dead um, yeah, well, the Walking Dead. You you mentioned that uh you know it was gonna be so there our normal recording time is about um you said it was like it would be like two or three in the morning your time <laughs> yeah um, and it kind of hit me after you'd said it because I don't know if you watched the Talking Dead after the Walking Dead's on um I don't know how that works in the UK um but the guy that plays Morgan I can't remember his name he's British yeah um, but they had him live on the Talking Dead around the time that we would be podcasting um and he was up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, you could tell he was dead tired because he, he stayed up the whole thing. But I so saw this word for word Bible that, that all goes through Kickstarter, right? 
Yeah, that's right. It's um, funding on the Kickstarter page. So how do you, uh, do you, do you live off of that? Or is that just um, to fund the project itself? Yeah, I mean, so in uh, 2014, we did our first Kickstarter, and that was for the Book of Judges. And at that time, I had a job. Um, and I, was on, I took some leave and basically ran the Kickstarter. And the idea being, of course, that if it funded, um, I'd have the money to then leave the job and do it full time. And if it didn't, at the end of my holiday time, I could just go back to work um and uh but it did fund and it did really well so judges was a goal of 15 and we got 20 and um a thousand and then basically we lived off that for like about 18 months and um and produced the book um and and we've done since then we've done joshua but now you know um those books are, are done along with ruth as you said and the next book is is funding on kickstarter and the the funding is again to to keep us going sort of full time on it because a comic like this you know it takes a long time to research it to draw it to put the words on to cut have it colored and and all that and um, find that at? say again where can they find that uh url at um so our main website is wordforwordbiblecomic.com so all you need to do is remember the name and you'll be able to get okay. to there um the kickstarter is all linked up with that um but yeah with this kickstarter this one if um you know if it wasn't a fund that would be <laughs> that would be a problem because i wouldn't have any money i wouldn't have a job either so um uh yeah you know, we really are um in faith for it to to go ahead but recently like this last weekend particularly it's gone really uh really well um the f when we launched it it got um you know a few thousand in the first like day um and then since then it's been slowly climbing but this last weekend it's gone about another two thousand up um since sort of friday so it's been really really amazing very cool all right so that was word for word biblecomic.com yeah that's right so if people want to come along and um look at the kickstarter it ends on april the 9th and there's loads of things that you can get by backing it so it's not just donating give money away you can get all the previous books judges ruth and joshua so if you don't like the risky part of kickstarter that you give money you don't know if you're going to get anything out of it you just come along and buy the old books uh, there's no risk at all um uh, you'll just be helping me to make the new one um but if you want to get the new one as well you can basically pre-order uh, the book of mark yeah the gospel of mark there and then in um in, in like a year and a half time you'll actually receive it and in between times you'll get uh, digital um, parts of it coming through to you so you can kind of read it as it's developing and you also get a chance when you're involved with that to kind of reply and, and give your opinion and respond to our um, we have lots of blogs like have your say on things like the typeface we did one and have have your say about the um, angels in the battle of against Sisera and stuff like that so um, you'll be able to kind of be part of the process as well which I know a lot of the geeks under grace would be really keen on so the other thing is we've got something really exciting going on, which is a competition where people can get their face and a friend's face drawn into the Bible. So you can appear uh, with Jesus at the triumphal entry. You can stand there with a uh, palm leaf and uh, wave it. Um, all you've got to do is um, 
find the post on the Facebook page, um, tag a friend, and both of you will be entered into the competition. You'll be able to um, have a chance of being in the Bible. So that's uh, a really exciting one, and it and that's ending at, at the same time, April the 9th, which is Palm Sunday. Cool. That's very awesome. And where can they find you at, uh, social media-wise? Yeah, so if you just look for me by my name, I mean, if you find the... Um, page then you'll be able to find me easily but as you say it's all linked to my name simon amadeus pilario um and uh so p-i-l-l-a-r-i-o and um yeah and it's all linked through the um the kickstarter uh, the, the facebook um, page as well so you know they're all linked together even the kickstarter is linked to the facebook so and we'll link all of that information uh, down in the show notes for those of you who use like Podbean and stuff like that. Um, so you can check it out there as well. Um, easy access um, for those who, who don't want to type. <laughs> <They'll be laughs> literally just go down, scroll down, and you'll be good. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a great show. Cool. All right. Take care. Thank you. So, Shelly, what's going on in uh, in movie news? Well, I'm glad you asked, because we do have movie news. We always have movie yeah, news. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad. That would be really um, awkward if like, we're going on movie news. like, nothing. Well, there's there nothing going nothing on in Hollywood this week. There's pretty much never any anime news, but or sometimes never TV news, but there's always movie news, because people yeah. love movies. Anyway, um, speaking of movies, Terminator 6 was a thing that was going to happen, and people were getting excited about it. It's yeah. not a thing anymore. It yeah, is no did you guys see Terminator Genesis at all? I never watched any of the Terminator movies. Actually, it was is the last one, one they made. Two. The last Terminator was a lo- like the last one they made was I had the new Sarah Connor. I think her name is. Um, according to LJ, it was garbage. I the show. <laughs> what, I didn't think it was that bad. I'm easy to please. You are. I easy don't to remember please, anything like... about the movie except that the Terminator. Like it wasn't even the tournament. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger versus young Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, that's right. because of CGI stuff. And I thought it's, oh, that nice. was the coolest thing about it. I like that made the movie for me. I was like, I got to see him fight himself. I'm happy with life. That's uh, it was cool. Something. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, sorry. But yeah. Fans of Terminator. I'm so sorry. Even though it is not my fault. I am sorry. You are not getting your <laughs> movies have been terminated. <laughs> And it's been terminated. They won't be um, back. <laughs> but talking about other movies that were already movies that Hollywood wants to make more movies of, that sounded weird. Um, Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a new Matrix movie, and um, it is going to be a reboot, but it is not going to be a remake. People have been thinking, oh, it's going to be a remake, and we don't need it to be a remake because Matrix right. was so good and blah, blah, blah. Hey, no. It's going to be a continuation. It's going to start off a new, you know, trilogy or whatever it's going to be. I don't know if it's actually going to be a trilogy. The writer but, says uh, it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. Okay. It's a continuation. So, so it's, is it still going to be Neo or are we talking like... I think I it's mean, new characters. We don't really know. Okay. There, I, what, I was, what I would assume is that there's probably new characters, and but they're probably going to refer to like Neo and stuff that happened in the Matrix. And maybe... maybe in the future, Neil will actually come, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, it's him!" But kind of like a like a Han Solo type thing. He might gotcha. just die. His his son might just kill him. I don't know. I am the one. 
Mr. Uh, Anderson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so weird to see him as the, like, Agent Smith was the dad in Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, weird. Oh. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. But, uh, it's a Black Panther director, says LJ, so that's exciting. Oh. I mean, I, I'm going to watch Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Sorry, that's beside the point. Those are only movie news. So we got one thing canceled and one thing just clarified, I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah, not a ton going on. Uh, there's really not much going on in TV news either. I completely forgot to watch Iron Fist. I've had friends in town. Uh, I need. To I've not that. heard good things, but yeah, you. I, I get what you're saying. I I need to watch it for the sake of this podcast. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I'll try to get that done. Um, I'm missing a lot of shows. Miss Walking Dead, too. Um, but The Defenders has uh, wrapped filming, which I think is really interesting that they're wrapping filming just as the show's getting out. Um, yeah. Defenders, of course, being... A lot of people don't know this, I guess. Um, you like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, um, and Luke Cage are all connected, and they will be The Defenders. Um, the Defenders. So that's, that's probably something good people... like. You guys should probably know. Uh, that's the only reason to watch Iron Fist is because it's literally going to like prelude into Defender. I think they don't even call it Iron Fist, the last Defender um, in the promotional stuff. Oh, so, cool. Not in the show's title, but there are a lot of promotional stuff that said that. Yeah. Um, so it's about filming. We should be seeing it pretty soon. I think it's coming next fall. It's either next fall or next spring. Um, okay. Very, very soon. Uh, and that's all that's really going on in TV news. I didn't. I didn't see a ton. Um, some stuff about Musical Meister because that's coming out. Um, it'll be out the day after this has been released. This podcast um, that is Flash and Supergirl's crossover, where they're doing a musical, um, but they're not going to be like a musical? Flash Supergirl musical. It's like a they're in their own a different reality. I don't know. It's weird. It's not what I was hoping for it to be. Basically, Why would they, they make a, a musical? Music Meister is a bad guy, and he traps them in this reality where they have to oh, sing. Oh, that's interesting. Basically, they're from Glee, the actors, and so everyone's been saying that they need to do a musical. So oh. they <laughs> okay. Lame. Okay. Yeah. Because when you say musical, I just think of there was that one episode of Psych that was a musical, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Psych had one? Uh, Scrubs did. Scrubs. Scrubs was amazing. Scrubs did a musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was because someone was like terminally ill, really sad. But he was seeing everyone as a musical. Yeah. My gosh. Okay. It's Scrubs. Scrubs was hilarious and sad at the same no. time. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched a lot of Scrubs, but I did see some Scrubs. Love Scrubs. Cool. What about you, Joe? Uh, so there's been a, a rumors, words have leaked out. That the Pokemon developer Game Freak is staffing up to possibly work on a console game. Now, how cool would it Ooh. be if we got a proper Pokemon game on the Switch? What you know what I, I want? Sorry, I oh, want freaking like Pokemon Xe Gale of Darkness or like Pokemon like that style of I game. I love those games, but like actually really good on the Switch. That would motivate, oh, motivate oh, me to really get the Switch. Like, because that's already, like, I'm kind of motivated, but I'm already expecting I'm going to get Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, but that would be A proper Fire because, Emblem or a proper Pokemon game. Yeah, 
For sure. Do, would you want like a Pokemon Stadium proper Pokemon game, or do you want no? What I would love to see would be like a Pokemon Sun and Moon, um, yellow version, basically. Like they, there were hints at that. Um, where I you just could want... trade the Pokemon to the 3DS. Eh, whatever. Rather, I don't care about that. But I'd rather it be like Stadium type, because we've only I had don't Stadium, want a stadium game. and Gale of Darkness, and those you don't were want okay. A no, they tried to do that with Pokemon Tournament. Kind of. That's not the same as Pokemon Stadium. No, it's not. But they had their they had their not traditional RPG attempt. Put it back in its RPG but case. Pokemon Stadium was an RPG. Uh, remember old Pokemon Stadium? You could literally. Yeah, it was just it was just a battle system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love Pokemon XD. I think did it the best. It was Pokemon Stadium with a story and actually walking around and. Yeah, fighting. I would love a Pokemon game that was 3D and very much like that. Um, but given the the full like the full Pokedex, I, I would love. I, I really liked Pokemon's art though. I would love to see Pikachu and all of them have that fur. Um, which I know they probably won't do that. They're not smart enough. But sorry, Nintendo. I would just, I would just love that because I loved. I honestly really liked Gale of Darkness, and yeah. I wanted to see more of it. And I wanted to see it better it's done. Really weird. The art and style wasn't like anything from the show. It was a really weird game. Yeah, there's no art style from the shows. Or it looked like an old Final Fantasy game, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely trying something really new and weird with that game, but I was really digging it. And That's so right. if they want to do that and do it better and do it on the Switch, then they can take my money. Watch it not be so, a Pokemon game. <laughs> um, something okay. that people are going to freak out about. So today, as of the time that we're recording this, it's March 20th. So y'all are going to hear this on March 22nd? Yes. Thursday, the 23rd, Nintendo has now officially announced that Mario Run will make it to Android devices. And and I mention that because... uh, You tish-tosh, sir. (laughs) I already own it on... I I bought it on iOS when I had my iPhone. Now I have an Android. But really, I'm not that interested in playing it. But I know a lot of Android people that have shown quite a bit of interest in this and haven't had a chance to play it yet they should put it out on the switch i don't want i do not want the switch to be a mobile ground dumping uh, a mobile port dumping ground uh it's already an old indie dumping ground they're getting (laughs) yeah yeah i mean (laughs) i mean you look at last friday's releases of the switch and it was uh little inferno World of Goo, World of Goo. Um, Binding of Isaac, and Human Resource Machine. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally satisfied with the fact that my Switch is a $300 Zelda game. Mine's, well, like I said, I've been playing a ton of Blaster Master, which is a 16 or an 8-bit game. <laughs> like, the original Blaster Master came out on NES, and this looks just like that. <laughs> and I'm perfectly cool with that. It works yeah. really well. It's good. Anyway, uh, and then last but not least, I know Shelly's going to be excited about this one. Dungeons and Dragons app, uh, it's going to get into open beta next week. Ooh. Yes. So how does that work? Do you guys, like, can you keep track of your character stats and stuff on it? Uh, they're partnering with Curse. This is This is from the Polygon article. They are partnering with Curse to build a next-generation web application. The platform called D&D Beyond was unveiled last week during PAX East in Boston. 
The team has announced it will enter beta on Monday. Sign-ups are now open. Get on, Shelly. Ah, <laughs> maybe I should. Uh, I haven't looked. Got, I haven't heard about it until like today, so I haven't really seen what they're trying to do with it. What the option, the what it does. So I would not be surprised. So the company that's that's doing this uh, was bought by Twitch. It almost sounds like they're going to try to roll the functionality in to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons and stream roll. it to Twitch. <laughs> you picked it up and I didn't even do it and I'm the pun guy <laughs> <laughs> boom uh, that I'm sounds like it hits today. Ooh, natural 20 <laughs> Crit. it sounds like it could be a really cool way to to take it into a digital space mm-hmm. uh, and then finally we'll, we'll go ahead and deal with the pull list for the week there are actually a fair deal of substantial games, I think, coming out this week. So normally what I'm trying to do is just hit the highlights. I think there yeah. are a few highlights this week. The big one is going to be Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I know Damien's picking that up day one. He's going to be reviewing it for us. And I know LJ, in fact, by the time you all hear this, LJ is going live with it on our Twitch channel at the night that we're recording this. As soon as it goes up Stay 11 away from p.m. the romance, LJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm right. not sure how it is with um, Mass Effect, but I know in Dragon Age they make it really clear when you're trying to flirt or start a romance with someone. They so do. So it's Aspect the same with too. that. Okay, that's good because I know that like I heard there's like some people were just like, oh, I'm just like, you know, not going to talk to anyone. It's like, but then when it comes to Bioware, you have to talk to people if you want to like do side quests, and the side yeah. quests I feel like are always worth it. So yeah, just so, I guess don't flirt with people. <laughs> yeah, my my primary concern with this game, I love Mass Effect games. My primary concern, knowing about the romance system, like I was reading a review earlier today. I think it was IGN's even, and the guy that reviewed it said he was playing it with his like his wife was in the room with him when he was playing it. Oh, no. He mentioned this in his review. Um, he hit a romance point, and it triggered the cutscene. And his wife, oh. like because this one is so much more egregious than the other ones, yeah. his wife literally turned to him and said, that is pornography. And, like, huh. rated R porn. Mm. So, hey, why, where, why? Yeah. And then because it's, because it's not real people, it's, she said it was even more awkward on top of that. Like, just the whole idea, I I don't understand. Bioware has this drive to keep pushing this stuff forward, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. I don't know if they think more people are buying games because of this. Ah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I it's think that's dumb. the thing, though, is, like, you can push it as far as a marketing standpoint. Like, they, they should push it as far as they can go, but now they're getting to a point where people are going to stop buying it because it's too much. It's just, and I feel like that's bad for marketing and for, from a business perspective. Like you're getting to a point now where people are going to be like, "I can't do that." That yeah, I mean, I mean, that makes me wonder. Like, okay, if people are streaming that game on Twitch and they get to that point, like, yeah, you, what are they? Can people li- even live stream that sort of stuff? Because that's yeah, I mean, that is get, not kid friendly at all. Like, you can put the mature mark, but even at that point, there's still people who can watch yeah. like you know mature games and, and not Twitch has see a thing that. against like. Pornography um, in their guidelines. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it has more to do with the streamer themselves, but... I think this we, would probably count. 
So we know that that stuff's in there, but um, I guess we'll find out more on the full breakdown when LJ, or I'm sorry, not LJ, Damien uh, gives us his review. That probably won't be out for a while because he's going to have to play through the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I would guess a few weeks probably. Um, also coming out this week on the PS4 and Vita, the Zero Escape. The, there's a there's a franchise called Zero Escape that have been out for a while now, making games. Mm-hmm. They're kind of uh, visual novels with different puzzle elements and and different paths you can go. Um, the Nonary Games is coming out this week on PS4 and Vita. Talkiden Two, I may have pronounced that terribly wrong, is a Monster Hunter type game coming out on PS4 and Vita. So if you're looking for a Monster Hunter type uh, experience on the PS4 with your buddies, this could be a good one for you. Um, Troll and I is another one that's coming out this week, and this one's actually more expensive than I expected it to be because it's coming from studios that are kind of a little lesser well-known. It's called The Troll and I, and it looks very reminiscent to me of Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom that came out on PS3. Majin Buu. Uh, Not Majin Buu. It's spelled the same, I think. It is. Yeah. Um, I really liked Majin in the Forsaken Kingdom. That was a really cool game when it came out on the PlayStation 3. This is very... What what reminded me of it immediately is that you've got a little guy, and he's riding on the back of the big guy. And so I'm sure there are going to be some interplay mechanics there. But Majin in the Forsaken Kingdom was this very crazy fantasy world where it almost looks like uh, where it almost looks like troll and I takes place like the box art is troll smashing a car on an interstate oh so it looks like it's kind of modern world or post-apocalyptic or something I don't know huh but yeah that's uh, that's pretty much it for the pull list this week cool well I think we're gonna end the podcast there then Joe where can they find you at Find me on Twitter at Jono's Games. And Shelly. You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. You can find me on Twitch at ShellShock24. You can find me at uh, anywhere you can type in Cody Armor. Cool. So, in closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Go forth and game. Bye-bye.